Welcome to episode 54 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name's Ann Conkley. I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. Today, we're going to talk about a million-dollar business. Today, we're going to talk about building a million-dollar business. And even if you don't own a private practice or you're not in coaching or you don't have a side hustle, this episode is still for you because I know that um, there was a time not very long ago, maybe even just five years ago, that I didn't know that a million-dollar business could be possible for me too. So, and a lot can change in five fucking years. Don't forget that. So, so, so stay tuned and... Um, and we're going to dive in. Before we do that, I just want to mention, you know, where we are this season. If you've been listening to the podcast for some time, you know that this is my favorite time of the year. I mean, coming into March and uh, and really kind of seeing spring take hold is one of my favorite times of the year because I think there's just this beautiful pause that happens between winter into spring and and starting to see some of the grass and starting to see the forsythia bushes bloom. And I know we're not there yet, but it's coming. And I'm so fucking excited, you know, to see some of the small daffodils sprout and then the tulips. And this is just one of my favorite times of year because it's just a good reminder that so much is possible and so much is really just waiting right under the surface to um, to grow and to show up. Right. And and if you know, if you build a business or you build a private practice or you are in the phase of becoming, you know, a nurse CEO of your life and um, really honing your skills in the clinic, you know, sometimes, right, it's not much of a difference between when we feel like we look at things and we're like, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden we're like, everything's working. Right. Like it feels so good. Right. And that's kind of the precipice I think that we're on, especially with spring in terms of all that's going on in nature. On the personal side, I will also tell you, we have many birthdays in my family. This is birthday season for us. It starts in uh, late February and runs pretty much through the middle of May, and it is a fantastic time. We celebrate, um, I think, about 90% of the birthdays um, in my immediate uh, family, which is so exciting. So we get together, and there's a lot of cakes and, you know, celebrating, and um, and I just, you know, I love that that part of the year. So, so we're coming into there. And then my favorite holiday is right around the fucking corner, and I'm so excited. We have a party bus rented for St. Pat's, and this is one of my favorite, favorite times of the year is March 17th. Um, And this year it lands on a Friday. I remember seeing this date on the calendar probably five or six years ago and thinking when St. Pants comes next time and it's on a Friday, I'm getting a party bus and I'm going to have all my friends on it. And that's exactly what we're doing. So I am so pumped up. We've got some friends coming in from out of town and, um, and a great group of people who are who are going on this party bus. And it's going to be total drunken debauchery. Like I won't even sugarcoat it. It's going to be, a, you know, I mean, the, the state of affairs at the end of the day, it won't be good. I'll just be very honest and I'm okay with that. Right, because some of us love to let loose, like I do on St. Pat's. It's a fun day, and um, so we're going downtown Cleveland. We'll be hopping around on our party bus and seeing all the you know sights and the parade. And then we've got a uh, one of our favorite bands is playing uh, that Friday night, and so it's going to be a jam packed uh, day and weekend. And I I'm just like tickled pink, so I I can't wait. I get so goddamn excited about St. Pat's. It's so fun. It's like adult fun day. It's like I don't know if you guys ever do Sunday fun day, but you know it's like when you don't have the responsibilities, like the kids are taken care of, 
of and you can just let loose. And I noticed too that one of the things I always loved about my last position was that it was on-call work, right? And so I knew that when I went on call, I wore the pager, I I wore the Cisco phone. When that fucker went off, I answered it, you know, <laughs> to the best of my ability. You know, I did the things and then I gladly, when shift change uh, was upon us, I gladly took, you know, my pager and turned it off and I gladly took the Cisco phone off of my belt and I handed it over to the oncoming midwife. And I used to love that because to me, it was a very clear boundary when I was on and when I was off. And I noticed the same thing is true for me with my kids and with my family. And, you know, when I have to own the responsibilities of if my husband's traveling for work or if I'm the one doing carpool or if I'm the one, you know, making sure that the groceries are done and dinners are ready, like I like to own that. And then when it's done, I like to be off. It's like I turn off. And uh, and so same paths as a day when I turn off. I am like not a mom. I am not an advanced practice nurse. I am just a gal who's having a fuck ton of fun. And it's so exciting. So I'm really excited. So, um, so if I see you around Cleveland, you know, just say hello. If you see me, you know, you might hear me first, but, <laughs> but if you see me, feel free to say hello. So, um, all right, let's get down to business. Let's talk about a million dollar business. And remember this applies to you, even if you're not in private practice, if you're not in business, that's okay. This is for you too. And I want you to listen because if your brain gives you like, that's not possible and this isn't ever going to be possible for me. And this isn't something I ever thought of. Again, I just want to remind you that probably five years ago, I, this was not even in my frame of reference. If you asked me five years ago, will you be sitting in February of 2023, plotting out and planning, uh, million dollar business, I would have been like, fuck no, who are you talking to? Like what? No, like that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. But you know, five years later, look where we are friends, right? Like team, it is a new day. And you know, a lot of shit's happened in the past five years. Um, none of which I could have predicted. So, um, you know, so, so just take this conversation and just, allow yourself to be open and store it in the back for reference down the down the road, right? Of like, oh, wow, this is what is going through Anne's brain. Like, wow, what could my five years from now be like? And what could that, you know, what could that conversation be like for me? Because again, right, if it's possible for me, it's possible for anybody. And right? I'm not a special snowflake. There's nothing about me that makes me like extraordinarily, um, you know, um, blessed in some gifted way to run a business. There's nothing. I swear to you. I mean, some of you look at me and you're like, oh, well, but you are, you have an MBA. No, fuck no. An MBA wasn't the differentiating factor here. And we know that because there are a lot of people building businesses and building million dollar business plans who never, who didn't go to college for Christ's sakes, let alone go spend, you know, 50, 60 grand on an MBA. Um, right. And if you have concerns about needing an MBA, let me just like nip that one in the bud right now. You don't need one. Okay. Let's just be clear. So, um, but let's talk about $100,000 business or 100000 girl, please. That's so last year. Come on. We're talking about a million dollar business. We're putting an extra zero on the end of that. So I just want to talk about for a minute, just to give you a sense. I was thinking this morning, you know, what would it be like to make a million dollars in revenue in my business? And what, what would that look for me? And how would my life change? And I want to, I want to share some of the things that uh, I was thinking, because here, I know a lot of you are like, oh my God, how do you do that? Let's get to the strategy piece. And we will get there. But I 
what I do and what you'll know is if you are in any of my programs um, and any of my are a recipient of any of my coaching, we always go to the future first, right? Because that's one of my skills that I'm able to help people really plan out what it looks like and what it feels like and help them live in that moment. Because when you can do that and when the vision is clear, man, clarity creates such an impressive runway of how to get there and it makes decision making so much easier. So so, um, so I want to just share with you kind of some of the things that are coming up for me in terms of what, what it would look like in the Ann Conkley household <laughs> with a million dollar business. So first and foremost, the first thing I thought of was, um, you know, I love to cook. And if you know me, if you've been to my home and, you know, you've uh, been here for a, a, a meal or we've gone out, you know that I love to cook and I love food. Uh, and, and I also know that I run a busy household. I have a, a spouse who travels, um, you know, about once a week, uh, ish, uh, you know, at least, or once every 10 days. And so one of the things that for me is challenging is that Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, trying to get dinner together. Uh, and, and, and this is familiar to so many of you, you know, trying to make sure kids get to practices on time, the meals are healthy, and that I have everything in the fucking fridge to actually make the meal. Like that is, that takes a, a certain degree of planning. Now for years, I've done that, right? Sundays usually come around. I plot out the menu for the week. At this point in our household, we have a very standard menu. Um, I think very early on in the podcast, I talked about, you know, life hacks and ways to save time and really kind of, uh, and that was one of the things I talked about meal planning and, and laying things out on Sunday in terms of what we we're going to eat and, and then going and doing the grocery shopping once so that, you know, I wasn't running to the store back and forth during the week and eating up precious time that I could otherwise be sitting on the couch or, you know, like hanging out. So, but one of the things that I noticed is that even though, right, the groceries have been um, delivered on Sunday, the um, menu has been planned, the food is in the fridge, sometimes on um, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in particular, um, and especially if my husband is home, uh, is traveling, sometimes, you know, just getting those dinners together and getting everybody out the door and, and planning it is just not my strong suit. And I would love to have a private chef. I would love to have somebody who came in um, or who dropped off food. And I'm talking like healthy, gluten-free, dairy-free food, because we have a couple people in my household who are sensitive to dairy, um, me included. And so I'd love to have gluten-free, dairy-free delivered Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. For us on Mondays, we tend to go, um, you know, have leftovers because on Saturdays and Sundays, I tend to cook and I love that, right? Like I love having the the luxurious amount of time on Sundays to cook and, you know, prepare a meal and have a glass of wine and sit down. And then usually Monday we're having leftovers, which I, if you know me, I eat leftovers like pretty much all week and I have no shame in doing that. And I plan out usually a lot of the food on Sundays, right? So like, um, you know, whether it's uh, cooking in bulk sweet potatoes or lentils or, you know, things that are readily available to me that um, are healthy, that are gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, so that when I go to make a meal, like it's super quick and super easy and literally just reheating stuff. So, um, but I would like this chef to come in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'd love it to be gluten-free and dairy-free. And then Fridays, we usually go out. Um, or what ha- typically happens is my kids like mac and cheese. Um, and so Annie's mac and cheese is like, Jesus, we should have bought stock in Annie's mac and cheese like many years ago because these kids, the way they, they love it. And so I make Annie's mac and cheese for them, the white cheddar, that's their favorite. And, um, and then usually my husband and I'll do some takeout or get something that, you know, speaks to us tacos or something, um, something, you know, easy peasy. We tend not to go out on Friday nights because 
Friday night is usually, you know, the end of the week. If my husband's been traveling, he's tired. Um, and I usually by Friday, I am, you know, it's, it's just been a full week and I'm ready for just kind of like a cocktail and, you know, that's it. So, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think would alleviate some of that pressure. And I would love to just have a beautifully um, curated menu and meal that I didn't have to do anything but reheat for the evenings too. And also something that was family friendly, because as you know, if you cook for yourself, it's one thing if you cook for your family, it might be a whole different scenario, right? Like, and now my kids are getting older. And it's funny, like they are, you know, they used to eat certain things when they were little, because they just had no choice sometimes. And like ignorance was bliss a little bit. Like if I was like, here's sweet potatoes and they liked them and, you know, and now they're a little bit more like, I don't like mashed potatoes. I'm like, I make the best fucking mashed potatoes around. So whatever, like, fine, go ahead. I will gladly have the rest of the mashed potatoes like over the course of the week, but you don't even know what you're missing out on. I mean, that's at least how I feel, but whatever. So, but I would just, I think to have that would be fantastic. And I would love to just have somebody drop it off and be able to warm it. Everybody would be kind of excited about it. And and I know you guys are like, and this whole thing exists and it's called Fresh Fork or whatever, you know, like these Blue Apron or companies are, but like that I still have to think about. Like I still got to open the box and take the ingredients out and do it. And I just, I would love to have it prepared. Like I, that's kind of what I want. So, right. And again, we're dreaming here, girl. It's a million dollar business. We're talking about what we would do with the revenue. So we're dreaming. So you know what, when your brain offers you like, but, and you should just do blue apron. Fuck that shit. No, I'm, I'm dreaming here. Do not crowd my dreams out. Okay. All right. So what else? Um, one of the other things my kids and I, um, love sushi. My boys love sushi. So it's funny. I bought a sushi maker and that shit like was terrible. I, I mean, the actual device, I mean, look, the device worked beautifully. I got the nori, I got the, you know, outside, I got the rice, the sticky rice. We made them. I, they turned out beautifully. But the kids were like, well, these are too fishy and blah, blah, blah. You know, and then like one of them, you know, the rice wasn't tight enough. And so it crumbled. I mean, if you've made these, it's it's an art, right? It takes, you know, this is our first time doing it. And it, um, it takes like getting some practice in there, getting your reps in, you know what I mean? Just like anything else. But like my kids after the first one were like, I don't like it. So I was like, great. I got a sushi maker that I invested in, but whatever, not a big deal. You know, I'm sure I'll use it for something down the road. And if not, who cares? Um, but I would love to have sushi and we have a couple of great places around here, but just sushi once weekly. Cause I love it. I just think it's a, um, it's one of my favorite meals. And even for me, my boys like sushi and I tend to like poke bowls. So I would love to, you know, have that just like either delivered or, um, you know, just a regular item on the menu. Um, we still have for my household about, um, just a little bit under 40 grand in student loan debt. And so that's something that I'd like to see just paid off. So if with a million dollar business, right, which would be about $83,000 a month in revenue, um, you know, paying off a $40,000 in student loan could be relatively easy if you think about it, right? Um, so I'd like to get that done and get it out. It's one of the few pieces of um, debt that we have left. Um, I would love to get a new car, right? You guys have heard me talk about my Range Rover. Interestingly, I went and I sat in a Range Rover and, um, some of you will know I have a dream of having a a big black Range Rover. Like I want it black. I want the, you know, inside to be this camel color. And I went and I saw it and it, it was white. And so I, but I got to sit in it and, um, and I didn't like it. Isn't that so interesting? 
So all of a sudden I was like, well, shit, I think Range Rover is out. But now here's the other thing. That's the other car that I think is amazing and it's not super fancy is a Kia Telluride. I think it's a good looking car and I kind of just love it. So that's another one that's on the list. And I'm thinking, I don't know how much they cost. I haven't looked at I haven't gone to the dealership. I'll probably do that at some point. Oh, just as a side note on this Range Rover, just in case you're thinking of a big black Range Rover, the, the wait time right now is 18 months, roughly. 18 months and they've got a program you put five grand down just to get in line that's totally refundable if you you know decide to opt out but that's just to get in line their production time because they ship all these they make them in england and then they ship them over by freight and so their production time is about six months but they're such a long wait list and they've had such issues with supply chain that it's taking them 18 months to actually turn those over and i was like I actually, with my Lexus, my Lex, I have a currently have a, a Lexus SUV. Um, it's 13 years old. It's a fantastic car. It's got 100 and maybe 35,000 miles on it, or 140,000 miles, something like that. And um, and that car's, you know, it's it's good. It's showing, starting to show its age, but it's held up beautifully. And um, and my goal, you know, was like we were going to pay off this car, and then I was going to keep it around until, um, you know, my oldest son uh, starts driving. He's soon to th- turn 13, so we don't, we don't have too much longer until that actually happens. But I mean, hell, if we're talking about a million dollar business here, like I'm getting a new car, damn it. You know, right? Like again, like we don't have to like, you know, actually keep the old 13 year old car, which doesn't literally doesn't have any, like you still have to plug it in. I mean, it's kind of like comical. Bluetooth had literally just come out when this car came out. Um, and, um, so it's got Bluetooth in there, but it's the most convoluted process to set the damn thing up. And, you know, it just doesn't have like any of the old, like any of the newer features, which I would love. So, um, so we, we'll, we'll toss on a new car, the Kia, I don't know how much it is. I'm sure they're 50 or 55 grand or something, but, um, maybe not, maybe they're a little less or a little more, but I just put on the budget, you know, 50 K for a new car. One of the other things I would like to do too, is if we end up, turning in this car, you know, my current car, um, and we use it toward the purchase of a new car, then I would like to have a down payment set up so that in 20 and three years from now, we have a um, down payment ready for will, for my oldest to have a car. Uh, because let me tell you something, carting these kids around, I'm done. I'm over it. And as soon as this child can drive, he's going to be carting you know, himself around to all this soccer shit. And then he's going to do it for his younger brother too. That's just what we're, that's what we're going to do. And that feels really fucking good. Um, what else? Uh, oh, you know, we just went down to Mexico in January, which is a lovely trip. And I hosted our um, Nurses Living the Good Life Business Mastermind. And we had a great stay in Cancun. We stayed at the um, Marriott um, Royal, it was called the Royalton Riviera in Cancun. It's a, a Marriott Bombay property. We typically stay at Marriott so that we can, you know, get points and stuff. And so um, we had a lovely time and it was one of the first times actually that I've been to Mexico and I didn't get sick, which is really exciting. So I thought, you know what, this would be great. We usually travel down to Florida for our, any of the vacations that we go on because we're we're lucky in that my um, family um, stays in uh, Sanibel. And so it's one of the, you've heard me probably talk about Sanibel on the podcast. We usually travel to Sanibel. Sanibel was decimated by um, this past hurricane. Um, I actually, uh, Hurricane Ian, was that it? I can't even remember what this one is. I remember Charlie back in, um, gosh, Charlie must've been in 99. No, yeah, 99. Um, And this most recent one that was just in October, like decimated the island, including uh, our family home. So that is out of commission for probably the next at least a year. 
um, if not longer as, you know, that's rebuilt and all that. So, but, so we have the opportunity now to really, you know, do a couple of trips that maybe we wouldn't otherwise do because we'd just go down to Sanibel. So, so we were thinking about Thanksgiving, which is a time when I love to travel and it's a, you know, holiday that I can't stand. So anytime I, you know, can get out of it and, and do something different that feels totally not Thanksgiving-ish, um, it feels great. So, you know, we had such a nice time in Mexico and in at this resort and and those of you who travel with um, you know, children or you've been down to Cancun, you'll know that a lot of the resorts tend to be pretty fam- family friendly. And so we've never taken the kids to Mexico. We've taken them to Ireland, we've taken them to Italy and Greece and England and um but never to Mexico. So I thought, you know, this would be super fun. They would love it. Oh my God. They would love like all of the kids activities and, you know, the, um, like they have just all these like fun things built in, like fun kids pools and, you know, kids activities. And I was like, these kids would just, they would love that. And plus when I showed them the pictures, when we came back from this Cancun trip, they were pissed. <laughs> they were like, are you kidding? Right. My little one was like, are you kidding me? Like, you, that's where you went and you didn't take us like he was pissed so I uh so I thought oh wouldn't that be fun like wouldn't that be so fun to take them there and have them get to experience it too so so that trip would probably be about maybe 12 grand maybe 15 um we can get some pretty decent price flights and we would probably get like a you know two bedroom condo so everybody has a little bit of space and uh but I, I'm assuming around about 15 grand um, we would also, oh, here's another thing I would like, if we're talking about million dollar business and we have some extra cash flow, I would love to have a concierge, uh, person for the family, like a healthcare professional, whether that's a NP or it's a doc. I don't, you know, I'm not so concerned about that, but I would just love to have a concierge healthcare provider for my family. And I would love to pay a retainer and just have somebody to go to and be like, hey, order my labs and do this. And can you do this? And like this one's got, you know, you know, I don't know, strep or looks like strep. Can you test them? And somebody to come out to that. I would just love that because I think the convenience is amazing. And by the way, if you are an FNP and you're like, I don't know if concierge medicine will work. Let me tell you, sweetheart, like it, I think that concierge medicine is amazing and the, it's not for everyone. And there, there has to be a segment of the market where you are that has a willingness to pay. But like, listen to me talk about this. Like, oh yeah, I would love to have somebody who came to my house or was able to triage, you know, who was available and who did the basics. And then if we needed, you know, more beyond that, uh, we would go to one of our local healthcare institutions. I'd love to have somebody who like handled that. And plus, you know, if you've heard me talk about, I have Hashimoto's and occasionally I just need to get my labs checked because like I just feel, you know, if I'm not sleeping well, if I think I'm trending a little bit hyperthyroid, I like to get my labs checked. And and I have a great system set up right now for um, who I call to get that done. But I'd just love to have it, um, you know, centralized so that I had somebody for everybody. I think that would be amazing. Um, we also have a, um, trip. I have a, um, couple of clients who are in the Pacific Northwest and, um, and, uh, colleagues and I would love to go out to Portland. So we were talking about a, a family trip over the summer for Portland, which I think would run us about 10 grand. I don't know about you guys, but when we travel, it's about a grand a day, um, just in terms of lodging food and extracurricular activities. Now we have a big budget for travel and for entertainment because those are two of the things that in my family we love to do. And so, but we budget about a grand a day. So I'm thinking like a 10 day trip to the Pacific Northwest and, you know, doing, um, you know, driving through Port- Portland and Seattle and along the coast, I just think would be amazing. Um, 
So I, I would think about 10 grand. So, and then the last thing I would love to do if, you know, when this business um, begins to grow and with a million dollars in cash flow, one of the other things that really for me is on my radar is more, you know, APN uh, coaches, because I want to provide um, more opportunities for coaching to my clients within Nurses Living the Good Life. I think that's a great um, segment. We've started to offer, you know, many one-on-one sessions throughout the month. If you're a member of the program as bonus sessions, we have, um, but I would love to, and I've also just offered to my current Nurses Living the Good Life members that they have a chance to get a, a very discounted coaching package, a 12-week or like a 12-session or a six-session package. And so that feels great. But the next step for me really is to have another advanced practice nurse who's also um, skilled in coaching and who can come in and support you know, clients for maybe 10 hours a week and to really kind of help, number one, that advanced practice nurse get her um, you know, feet off the ground with coaching and get more reps under her belt, but also to help her build her business. And and then for me, just to help me build my business too. And, and then to have you guys in Nurses Living the Good Life get that experience. I mean, it's like a win, win, win. Winning all around, which you guys know that I love to win. So like, sign me up. Um, but I would expect, you know, my um, target for that would be about $100 a hundred uh, $100 an hour, roughly. And if, if you're like $100 an hour to coach, yes, I have a standard in my practice that's 100 bucks an hour at least. Um, and, and then more depending on your level of expertise. So, you know, we start off at 100 bucks an hour, um, which I think is appropriate for any advanced practice nurse, just based on our experience and our skill set. Um, so I, so that would be if we did a hundred hours, uh, excuse me, a hundred dollars an hour, 10 hours a week, it'd be 40 hours a month. Um, that would be, um, roughly about 50 grand, you know, over the course of the year. Um, so, so if we add all of that up, so we're talking private chef, sushi once a week, pay down those student loans, the new car, Mexico in, uh, for Thanksgiving, down payment in the business, or excuse me, down payment on a car for my oldest, a concierge doc, um, which I'm assuming would be about 10 grand for the year. I don't actually know. I've not looked into it, but I'm just going to assume it's probably 10 grand, I would think. Um, if not more, maybe it's more, maybe you guys are like, girl, you have under budgeted for that, whatever we're dreaming here. Okay. We're going to get to the fine details, you know, down the road, um, Portland trip, about 10 grand, and then, um, hiring on another advanced practice nurse coach, um, for the nurses living the good life. So about roughly, um, total it's up to about 225,000. So, but here's the beautiful thing. If you're making a million bucks in revenue, right? And we, we then say, well, okay, what would that break down into a monthly deposit in your bank account, right? In your business bank account, it's about 83 grand, right? If we just say, oh yeah, 83 grand over the course of 12 months equates to a million dollar business. So that's kind of easy. You know, that feels easy and lovely. Um, and then, you know, if we're going to talk about $225,000 and these like fantastic things, these fantastic add-ons, you know, like that's only actually three months of work, right? Because if I'm making 83 grand a month, right, if I do that three times, um, I'm, I'm probably around about 250000 So that would cover the cost of all of that shit. And like, I just, I just went through kind of like, the dream scenario, right? It's like not, I'm like, and, and I don't, I don't consider myself to be like super fancy or anything. You know, I'm not talking about like luxury bags and like, or like luxury bag subscription, although that actually would be nice. I mean, we should probably just build that in actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, let's just put an extra 10 grand for a luxury bag. I don't know. Let's just put a line item for 10 grand. So it bumps us up to 230, big fucking deal. 
right? We're talking about a million dollar business here. We're talking about revenue of 80, 83 grand a month. Now, remember, we got to think about the business, right? When we think about a business, revenue does not equal income, which is one of the most common things I see with new business owners that they confuse the two. And I did too. I did it first because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. You know, like many of us and, you know, live and learn, get in there and figure it out. But this is one of the things I really go through a lot with my clients in Nurse Living Good Life. And when we, you know, my clients in the business mastermind, like we are very clear about the fact that, you know, there's business revenue. And then there's personal income and those things are two different uh, things. And so we got to just be mindful of that. And the other buckets that occur for business owners like taxes and, you know, putting things aside for operating expenses and and the like. So, but, but I mean, if you're making a million over the course of the year, like you're like, oh yeah, I've got $230,000 or $240,000 that I'd like to, you know, see created to improve the quality of my life and my ability to have a you know, my version of the good life, like, would it be worth it? My God, yeah, that's amazing. So, and here's what's also interesting, because I think the next step is to say, well, is that really possible? And yes, it's possible, right? And so do I have that right now? Do we have a a million dollar business? Uh, No, we currently do not yet have a million dollar business, but is it possible? Yes, absolutely. And here's one of the best brain hacks that a lot of people don't understand about goal setting, right? We did this big process of creating the vision, right? And and really sinking your teeth into what would it feel like? And just allowing yourself to go there, right? Which so many of us are are scared to do. Like, well, I don't wanna I don't wanna think too hard about it because then when it doesn't happen, I'm gonna feel terrible. Well, you know what? If you start to think about it and you start to feel what it could be like to have to just like have one click and pay down your student loans or go out and just be like, oh yeah, 15 grand on Thanksgiving, um, you know, in Mexico this year, like, and it's not a big deal. I mean, can you imagine what that could feel like? Right? That's the kind of work that you gotta do in order to become that version of yourself, right? So am I worried that we've not hit a million dollars in our business yet? No, not really. I mean, it's common. It will get we will get there. Um, when? I don't know. How? I'm not quite sure. But I'm 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 I know for sure that I'm gonna give it my best to create that result in my business. And part of that involves me really like leaning into what would it feel like and what would a million dollar business like like if I really wanted to dream and really get into that, like what could it feel like? And it's so important. It's one of the most underutilized skills um, that I see so many clients come in there so focused on, but how, but how, but how? And sometimes I say, I don't know. And you don't know either. And it's just not a problem. But we're here to really figure it out and start to think. We want to think like the Anne Conkley who sees a million, who sees 83,000 roll into her bank account. Like that Anne Conkley, she operates a little differently. She's like, oh, you know what else I didn't even mention in there? A nanny for camp driving over the summer, right? You got these kids in all these fucking camps, which is great because it's going to keep them busy, but who the hell's going to take them there and back, right? And I got two kids at different ages and, you know, and not to mention the fact camps have increased so drastically in, um, in price over the past, God, since the pandemic. But I would like to have, you know, some, uh, like probably a nursing student to come from one of our local colleges to come over and just like pay her on retainer essentially for the summer and be like, hey, um, come on over for transportation and we'll pay you well. And, um, you know, you're, you will definitely not regret this. We don't need you every day. I don't need you all day, but I need you to take these kids, get them there safely. Um, 
if you get in a car accident, I want to know that you know how to do CPR to help these children if they need you, right? Like I want somebody who is skilled, um, but I, I'm going to add that to the list. But I like just think of how that could feel to be like, oh yeah, the kids are totally taken care of, right? Like that, 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 that version of me looks at a business and is like, yeah, of course we do it this way because it's one, it's amazing, right? And that version of me, when, when, you know, if I start to think like she thinks, like that's one of the biggest hacks you can do. Think about this, you know, $83,000 a month and what it would feel like and then start to say, but what if I just showed up as her today? Like how would she deal, how would that version of me deal with, you know, the fact that over the weekend I sent out links to coach training and the the damn links are broken. Why? Because I did some back-end work on my business on my website, bought some new domains, like did a bunch of shit and changed a couple of things, right? And failed, like had a couple of like massive fails that I sent out to over 3,000 people. You know, well, the Ann Conkley who's making 83 grand a month and a million dollars in her business is like, oh, well, it happens. Not a big deal. Not a big deal to like send out a link. Like I'm not going to lose my shit over it, right? So if if that version of me thinks like that, why I can just start thinking like her today. Isn't that amazing? It's one of the best hacks to do. And so many people blow right by it because they are so entrenched in the house. You got to really train your brain to be able to do that. And exercises like this, thinking about the million dollar business, thinking about, you know, what would it feel like and what are the things that I would do are so vital to you building the vision for these next steps. So do not underestimate this. You may, your brain may say, wow, this is really fluffy. And like, I don't know if I got time for that. And I got all this shit going on. No, this is the most important work you will do in your business. This is why in Nurses Living the Good Life Business Mastermind, we talk from the beginning, like, what are your goals? Like, let's talk about that version of you. Like when, you know, when you achieve your goals, how does that feel? Um, And why creating the vision is such a a fundamental piece of what we do in Nurses Living the Good Life uh, in our foundational program. So so if you are like, wow, this is crazy. I just want to remind you that I do all of this with coaching in my back pocket, right? Coaching is a skill that's not only helped me to understand how to plan, how to set goals, how to get out there and do epic shit in my life and how to, um, how to be comfortable with, with dreaming big and creating a vision and, and really setting up a plan of attack for how to get it done. Coaching has helped me learn how to do that. Um, how about, um, overcoming obstacles? Coaching has helped me learn how to do that. Um, you know, um, creating revenue in my business and creating the result of having clients come and referrals come and people ask me for my service, like coaching has helped me do that. Right. So coaching has been a huge, huge up level, not only for me in terms of building a business, but personally, you know, you guys know I cut out gluten and dairy and I've just in last, you know, this past fall really had some, some bigger personal stuff going on. Coaching has been the difference for me in terms of just navigating that stuff with more compassion for myself and kindness and self-love and, uh, and ultimately having, you know, a better experience with it and not as much suffering, right? Like feeling better when you're going through a shit time. It sounds crazy. Like, how could you do that? But that's exactly what coaching gave me. Um, so, right. And it's giving me this opportunity to build and think about a million dollar business, which again, five years ago is something I would have never, ever thought about. So, so if something, if you are like, you know, oh, look, 
I had my alarm set. It said, I keep going when others quit. That's one of my like daily alarms that I have set for myself to remind myself of who I am, right? I'm an operator. I'm a disciplined operator. I keep going when others give up. Like again, I'm not a special snowflake, but these are the things that make me stand out from the crowd and keep going and build the the million dollar business. Um, But if you are, you know, interested in some of these tools, this is exactly what I'm teaching in coach training that's coming up in April. These are the fundamentals of how we go out and do epic shit in our lives. Um, and I'm teaching that in coach training. I'm. You will learn how to coach. You will learn how to use uh, the um, tools that I have in order to create the results you desire and then really work through all the drama and obstacles that come through along the way. Because remember, when you go out and do big shit, right? you get big emotions. Yeah, it's totally normal. And I'm going to help you navigate through um, all of those and give you tools that not only are going to be helpful for you in terms of learning the skill of coaching and learning to work with others, but really being able to learn, you know, learning to work with yourself, which at the end of the day is if you learn nothing more is a phenomenal reason to become a coach, right? Just so that you can handle your own shit better. (laughs) Amazing, right? Like I would, I'd pay that time and time again, because these skills and tools have been so helpful to me over the past year and over the past five years. Um, So coach training is designed for you if you are thinking like, but I want to do that. Well, come on over. Let's go. Let me teach you how. And then the second piece of coach training that's really integral that a lot of programs don't go over, but we will spend a lot of time on is, is, you know, CEO bootcamp and really getting you a better sense of how to build a business. Because that's one of the other things I want you to be able to leave there with two main skills. Number one, you're going to know how to coach and we're going to have coach lab set up throughout six months. And we're going to have CEO bootcamp set up over those six months because you're going to leave with the ability to understand how to coach. And then you're going to know how to grow a business, whether or not you want to use this for a side hustle, whether or not you want to use coaching as a the next uh, segment of your professional career, whether or not you want to use coaching and integrate it into your current clinical practice, it doesn't matter. But you will leave knowing exactly how to build a business. And that I think is fucking amazing. Like there's just so much value there. So um, so those are the things we're going to cover in coach training. This is a six-month program again. Um, and this is for any uh, advanced practice nurse who wants to learn how to coach and wants to um, take that learning and again, you know, build the next chapter of her career. So let's go. So more information at um, www.coachwithaktraining.com. Um, check it out and uh, let me know if you have any questions. And as always, Nurses Living the Good Life is open for those of you who are really seeking out any of the personal and professional development pieces for yourself. Uh, And, uh, you know, we're doing all sorts of shit around here, right? Million dollar businesses in the future. Um, My goal right now is just living like that version of myself, making decisions like she makes, right? And that's something I want you to think when you start to think about this program or any other. Well, how, you know, what would my future self say? Would she thank me for making this investment, even though it felt scary? Would she, would she, how would she show up in this moment? Um, and, and, and use her to your advantage. Okay. Okay. See you next time. Take care.